welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are back after a little Thanksgiving break and very excited to talk about Andor, the Star Wars series, newest Star Wars series streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, but first, TV news. It's been a little while. What do you have for us, Jordan? Well, my first thing is an update on a previous news item. And it's about the uh, new Santa Claus um, thing. I love that this is... You're turning into, like, a sponsored Santa Claus <laughs> ad. I was going to, but just wait till you hear what I have to oh, say. Oh, no. I changed my mind of, from being <laughs> excited about it or, you know... Excited is a strong word, but willing to watch it because it's not a movie. It's a TV series. And that to Mm. me is just diabolical. I just don't think the trailer I saw didn't seem like it should be a series and that's just too much. And so I am no longer interested by (laughs) update the statement. You heard it here first. I just thought the people (laughs) needed to know. I gave false advertising saying I condoned that. And I say... Never mind. Uh, I'm I'm honestly crying. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is some of the best drama we've had on the podcast. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I might be in a silly, goofy mood right now, but it's funny. The most <laughs> drama ever since um, we had to debate our teams for Emily in Paris. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Team heated. Chef versus Team Al- <laughs> Alfie. <laughs> I feel like we have to have a podcast episode on this series now just for the fun of it. I, But I don't think I could do it. Just yeah. for the bit. I don't know if it's worth it. but Maybe if TV. you still lived here and we could watch it together, then I would say we could do it. But It would be more fun. Don't way. make me do that alone. Please. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have some fun news. White Lotus was already renewed for season three. And... Jordan and I are both up to date on the current season, and we are having so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's so good. They did it again. Mike White, he did it again. Mike White, he really has been keeping those talents under a bushel. Well, I mean, he did School of Rock, one of the greatest films in history. But then he did take a break for reality TV. (laughs) It's just like we forgot about him, unless you're a diehard uh, Survivor stan slash amazing race stan but he came back and we're so lucky mm-hmm. so lucky um they dropped a teaser for the next season of you on netflix um it was uh very interesting like um first of all we learned that joe pen badgley's character is now going to be going as Professor Jonathan Moore as he lives in London. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, make me feel something. Um, It doesn't yet. And it also had like these really funny intro slow motion scenes of like the new characters, including our good, good friend, um, Lucas Gage. (laughs) Um, It it was a really weird 
funny teaser, um, which I feel fine about. But they are splitting season four into two parts, which does annoy me. What? Part part one drops February 10th and part two drops March 10th. So it's like they're, they're doing Stranger Things, basically. Okay, that's weird. I yeah. did not I didn't watch the preview clip, but I was LOLing at um the poster for it cuz it like looks like it's like back in the day like Sherlock Holmes, yes! Nola Holmes era-ish and like the title says wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> it sounds like it's, um so funny. Some kind of when you're here, your family tagline. Yes. For like, I it. Except it's when you're you, you're you. <laughs> when you're you, you're you. Except for when your name is Joe, but now it's Jonathan Moore, <laughs> Professor Jonathan Moore. I, I really, I hope that this means they're gonna continue to lean into kind of like a campiness, because yeah. that's why season three was like finally, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But the trailer has me um, a little hesitant. But I mean, we're 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 gonna watch it both parts. We'll watch it. But now it's like, do we have to wait to do an episode on it till we hit part two? I know. I I feel hmm. like the stra- when Stranger Things did that. I not everyone agrees. It re- I think it really worked for some people. But for me, it just like took all the momentum out of it. I am really curious on like the decision, like why those decisions get made, and yeah, what the pull is for that but hmm. Hmm. um apparently quentin tarantino is going to be making an eight episode limited series i don't know where or what <laughs> but but wherever that was is, interesting he'll be there <laughs> wherever it is quentin will be making it and i'm sure there will be some feet in it Definitely. Which makes me wish Quentin Tarantino were doing season four of you, to be <laughs> honest. But well, that'd be fun. He's not doing that. And there were feet in season three. True. Remember that one part. Never forget it. To the Ruin tune that Taylor of Swift Exile. song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, we kind of have the energy of when we do have to do our late night recordings. <laughs> Which I'm but enjoying. The, it's fun. I have a good people time. People might be surprised to hear that we're doing this at 6 p.m. <laughs> We've well, had a so weird day. <laughs> it's been a long day and it's so dark now that it it feels like 10 p.m. starting at 5 p.m. for me. So yeah. who even knows? Um, My last piece of news is um, I'm very happy that Trixie Motel is coming to hbo max december 14th i've really wanted to watch this series of trixie mattel fixing up her palm springs motel but it's been on discovery plus so i thought i'd have to wait until that mysterious merger happens but i guess they're trickling out some discovery plus series onto hbo max early trickling out some trixie trixie's trickling out i've only heard great great things so that's fun yeah, it'll be great. Fun little December binge. Yeah. Um, I never watched this um Doctor Death on Peacock, but apparently 
they're doing a season two and Mandy Moore is going to be in it. Oh, good for her. I was proud of her. Yeah, I'm excited for her. Um, we thought it would be fun to discuss the shows we watched on our little mini Thanksgiving vacation break. I mean, I don't know about Jordan, but I watched, I got so much content done and out of my life for a while and I felt (laughs) really accomplished (laughs) and I mostly had fun doing it. Um, Ooh, that's an intriguing statement. Mostly. It is. Are you, are you hooked? Should I start? Should I begin? Good, please. Um, I finished The Crown, and I don't know if it's because, like, I forgot how this show goes. I remember being, like, bored in the first... I I know, I know remember being bored trying to get into it, but then I was, like, obsessed with it. And this most recent season, like, some of the... Epi- like, it was all filmed really well, and all of the acting was superb, I thought. There's some drama about, like, who was cast. Like, some people don't like who is playing the queen. And other people think that um, Prince Charles was too hot, which, LOL, is kind True. of funny. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched it, but just from the photos I say, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought a lot of the episodes were really boring. And I feel like it might be because... I just feel way more interested in the Princess Diana of it all that like the other episodes just like were draggy for me. Mm. Um, but I just also kind of felt like a lot of the things they were focusing on were kind of dull. And I know that there's like more exciting things, but the things that were exciting were exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> they just like felt like a show. <laughs> it's the great thing about this TV show is that it felt like a TV show. So anyway, there's my hot take. I'm still gonna make you catch up and watch it though, so that we can do a full breakdown of the show when the last season comes out. Mm-hmm. I know. I need to. It's still a cultural pho- phenomenon, you know. Totally. Um. Do we know when the last season drops? Is it like next year? I don't know. Like far. I know they're filming so. right now. <laughs> Okay, okay. Also, it did feel like the finale ends in a really weird place. Like, I thought that... um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Princess Diana dies. Um, And I thought they would end that the season with that. Um, And then the last season would kind of be, like, the follow-up to her death. But Mm -hmm. she actually is... Hasn't... They haven't covered her death yet. Um, So... I always, I also just thought that was a really interesting choice because they kind of ended in a weird spot that didn't like leave me on the edge of my seat. Okay, well, great report, book report. Thank you, thank you. Um, one thing that I watched this last weekend with my parents were several, um, Christmas romantic films. Not all comedies. I will not give them all the that label because they simply were not funny. <laughs> um, they have to earn that. I really do think so. Some of them, n- and not all of them are created equal. This we know. So just romantic holiday films. <laughs> That's a, literally the best possible description. And I love watching these. And I think part of it is when you find one that actually is like, like entertaining, it's like, oh my gosh, like I found this little treasure. And 
One that I watched that I was very disappointed in was, unfortunately, Falling for Christmas, starring Lindsay Lohan on Netflix. Lindsay Lohan, I thought she did she did her job very well. It was not her fault. It was just boring. It was so boring. It was not just not very good. I feel like they could have been funnier. And the, it started out like it was kind of silly. And then it stopped being any fun very quickly. Hmm. Cordover Street doesn't do it for me either. So I didn't <laughs> even have that. And the, their chemistry I thought was painful. I did not want them to kiss at all. I was dreading <laughs> when they were going to kiss. Please and, don't. Um, so you never want that. <laughs> but one that I did enjoy watching was, and we have talked about this movie because we love Sarah Ramos from Parenthood. And honestly, more than her Parenthood role her Instagram acting reels and yeah. reenactments. She's so funny and we love her. And um, we mentioned that she's going to, she's a Hallmark Christmas movie star this season. And I did get to watch it and I thought she did great. And it was like um, more silly. She and the, the guy, I didn't recognize the guy who played her love interest, but they were cute together and like talked like real people and were kind of joking around and, um highly enjoyed it it was called a kismet christmas um Cute. so i recommend that one no offense to Lindsay lohan that was kind of a dud but i think a lot of the netflix ones sound like they're gonna be good and then they're kind of lame that's a hot take yeah like i feel like netflix they just um they just get a an actor that everybody knows and that's all they call it good exactly exactly Okay, another show I watched and finished is I caught up on Great British Bake Off, and that wrapped. And I was telling Jordan earlier that I'm surprised I haven't seen any spoilers online. Like, I was shocked that it was even over because I hadn't seen anybody really talking about it. So now I'm going to spoil it right now. Just kidding. No! (laughs) (laughs) But this was only my second season of Great British Bake Off, and... It's just, it's still so good and wholesome. I think I still liked the previous season better. Uh, Like, I was more invested in, like, who would win and, like, all of the participants. But there were Mm -hmm. great participants on this one. And I just felt like the show chose, they chose weird um, challenges that, like, I would like to ask them why they chose some of those things. Like, it was really weird. Oh, no. Like, one of their challenges was literally making a s'more. Seriously? A s'more. Yes. Like, is that one of the um, technicals where they, like, have to do it? What? I was hoping it would be one of the other challenges where they have to make, like, a s'more showstopper and, like, make it amazing. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, it was really weird. I'm so excited to binge this and now even more the only thing i've really heard about this season was how disastrous mexican week was or something yeah i yep that was one of the reasons that one the s'mores i feel like there was one other one and it was like three weeks in a row where it was like okay what is going on here there were a couple times where they like were like making like a full-on dinner meal and i'm like okay i want Hmm. baking get back to the baking yeah it's like they're they're trying to switch it up, but it's like, you know, you could do the exact same challenges except for the technical, but like you could do the same themes. They usually do, and it's all different bakers, so it's going to be yeah. unique every season. So that's yeah. weird. Like don't don't step out too far outside the box. No. 
Yeah, and there weren't that many handshakes this season either. Mm. But, yeah. Interesting. It was fun, and I was supportive of the winner. Great. I'll leave it at that. That's great to hear. Cool. I'm excited. Um, Something I watched, and to be fair, I have not finished the new season yet, but... I, I have really feel have mixed feelings about the show Big Mouth on Netflix because I either am loving what they're doing or hating it. And honestly, fast forwarding because I'm like, this is so gross. I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's also like, I think that there's just some things about boy puberty. I'll just, I'll never want to hear. And that's just how it is because that's not my experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um I did start the new season and yeah it's like it always just suddenly happens I'm like wait who started this and it was it was me I I'm the one who started it and um but I really they really do have some such good things talking about things that every girl should know and you don't ever see on tv um it is funny because I have heard from men who say that same thing about their experience so i'm glad they have this outlet i've never watched it yes for well for starters i you're not a cartoon person always either yeah it's true it's a little hard for me but um i think i think a lot of the boy characters have a lot of redeeming moments but for me personally the character that i just absolutely think is disgusting is the character that John Mulaney voices, not even really about him. Like, I don't care, but his character just is so gross and is like one of the main characters. And I just think he is so nasty and I just skip almost every part that he's in. But (laughs) there's a whole episode I watched that was all specifically about like, it has, it's characters of all ages. So like, but it's all the girls and like some of their moms and one of their stepmoms dealing with like different like vaginal health issues and that i loved so yeah that's fine. i almost wish you could watch like a girl and boy edit almost like middle school puberty i was gonna say middle school maturation programs yes because like um there's definitely some things that i'm like oh that's interesting i am in my 30s and i did not know this about men (laughs) (laughs) but mostly i don't want to know i want to watch the girl stuff because it's just so much more it's just that's what it's and relatable. then they can have crossover episodes where they like come together and um have an episode where it has both casts because it has to deal with both people at the same time yeah because you definitely they do a good job too of having like um like drama like romantic drama and stuff between some of the characters yeah. so i do like that but any scenes with John Mulaney's character, I just like disgusted. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Should that's it should me. be like that um, Black Mirror episode where you could like choose your own adventure. It's like choose whether you yes. want to follow along the women with the women or the men. They should legit do that, and honestly, it would be really funny because it would probably have you like it would have you pick like gross things sometimes. But it would yeah. be really funny. It would be that really would be funny. really fun. Hmm. Nick Kroll, we know you're listening. <laughs> if only. Well, speaking, speaking like, of thanks Nick's. a lot. <laughs> Was that a compliment? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm watching. So what do you care? <laughs> He's probably, yeah, he probably hasn't been 
um, getting the female perspective. So I'm sure he's glad to have it now. Well, you can tell that they have female writers too yeah. covering those all the more female centric episodes. But can I you do imagine think- <laughs> if they didn't. No, if actually if they didn't, I would be very impressed with some of the yeah. the truths they're managed. They're uh, able to convey, I guess. But I do think the the boys just have more screen time, and I wish. It were more a girl show. And that's how I feel about almost everything. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, (laughs) My intro to this was really bad, but I said, speaking of Nick's, um, I finished Handmaid's Tale. And... (laughs) No, that's a good, great segue. People are like, who? (laughs) But I know, and I I don't watch Handmaid's Tale anymore, and I know exactly who Nick is. Yeah, Nick is played by Max Minghella, and uh, this show, wow, I have such mixed feelings about it. I'm just so ready for it to be over, but also, like, um, I was pretty bored in the first half of the season, um, and honestly, not much happens in the full season, I feel like, <laughs> but finally, some movement happened in the end, and I was really invested in the last few episodes and specifically Nick's character is finally doing things that I've been begging for the writers to do for a long time but they made it extra hard I won't give anything away but I'm intrigued to see how they wrap it up because yeah the characters are all spread out throughout everywhere and I'm just like very intrigued to see how they close it up because there's only one more season left at least that's what i think watch them be like just kidding or i could be straight up wrong i don't know i'm pretty sure though i hope you're right i think i'm right because i really thought that this was the last season and then i discovered it wasn't that's always a tough pill to swallow yeah but the finale of the season was really good and elizabeth moss directed it and did a great job Mm. She and Jason Bateman. Yeah. Two peas in a pod, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. We just put them there. <laughs> but they are two peas in a pod. They always remind everyone of each other. <laughs> so one's a Scientologist and one's not. <laughs> um. Anyway. My, my top thing that I've been watching and having a lot of fun with is uh RuPaul's Drag Race UK because they have them in like a billion other countries now which is really cool and I've I was very heavily recommended the UK seasons and it's amazing it's just like I've I've loved all the American seasons I've watched but you know if you just put British accents on everything it just like makes it it's just a little spice of life, you know? Totally. Um and it's really great because the one of the like um permanent judges that rotates in is Graham Norton and like he is just like the funniest man on the earth. He's so entertaining. Um he I feel like all of his celebrity interviews are always good. Um He's like the reason Eurovision is so entertaining and that's kind of a hot take, I guess. But, and so when I didn't know that he was a judge on 
Drag Race UK, and I've just been loving it. So it's been very fun. I'm excited for the day I can finally sit down and get into Drag Race. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll happen. It's so... I didn't do it for years. It's just too overwhelming. It took COVID to get me to do it finally. (laughs) And it's been a very, it's been a life improver. I need someone to come like break my legs for. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. A little bit. (laughs) I mean, you watched Bake Off and I feel like that was a big hurdle. Yeah, it's true. It'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen. And you'll love it when you get to it. And it's always there. All right, on to Andor. This is a prequel series to Rogue One that focuses on Cassie and Andor. I'm going to start because I feel like if I let you start, I'm going to sound like a Debbie Downer, and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer. I just know that I was not as invested in this as I was really hoping to be. I think I watched it too, too fast. I kind of wish mm-hmm. I would have been watching it week to week because I think I would have felt more invested in the storylines. Um, the way that this uh, the season was set up is that like they're kind of like, would you say three? Is it like three different little quadrants or I guess four because there's 12 episodes Mm-hmm. anyway it like there's like a build-up episode a build-up episode and then like something really exciting happens and then they have a new there's a, like a new mission and then uh starts over again so then there's like another build-up build-up exciting kind of kind of process and like I was very into like the really action heavy episodes but I felt bored in the first couple like the leading up episodes and I don't know if it's because I genuinely don't know what it was because I feel like the writing and like the acting and visuals were all really good. I think when I watch Star Wars, I think I like the otherworldly aspects. And this was very mostly all humans, which is also a really interesting thing about this series. But I think I was kind of missing the creatures and like the robots and that kind of thing that's very interesting actually because i would if i were gonna guess i would almost think you were the opposite right but that so i i i like to learn that that's literally like the opposite of what i would have guessed for you yeah like i thought that's why i thought i was going to like this the most because i like i've I've I'm usually resistant to like fantasy or like mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff and like more human drama and that which that which is exactly what this show delivers on. So I don't know. I think my expectations of like a Star Wars are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um but that is that's all my negative thoughts. I really did like enjoy it. I would say I think I still liked Mandalorian better. I think I was more interested in Mandalorian, but I would say this is my second favorite. Star Wars that I've watched Star Wars series you can't help but compare the two even though I think I think Mandalorian and Andor are so different but you kind of can't help because they're both really good and very well like they're both really popular and well-reviewed and stuff you know so Mm -hmm. because I am the opposite I liked Andor better than Mandalorian but they're both 
I think by far the best two. Yeah. Maybe they're, I think they're the best two, in my opinion, they're the best two series on Disney plus because I think I like, I like both of them better than any Marvel series I watched, for example, Mm -hmm. even though those I all, I liked all the ones I've watched too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of hot people. That was a, that was a plus for me. And, um, also my favorite episode is actually in the middle. Um, there's like, a people breaking out of prison episode and it reminded me a lot of squid game. Yes. It was so, it was so squid game. I did not think about that, but even like the outfits, even the outfits and the old man. Yes. Ah, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That was my favorite episode too. I I think that it just blew my mind. The prison itself was mind-blowing to me. Like how creepy it was and like kind of like the regiment of it, like mm-hmm. even just their schedule and like what they were doing in prison. I was like who thought of this? Like, this is so wild. And, like, the look of it, like, the uniforms, they're, like, prison cells. I was, mm-hmm. Everything about it was so intriguing to me. And, like, and the prison, the creepy. inmates are so uh, brainwashed that, like, they are able to just, like, run, run, run it in-house and not have, like, have to hire a lot of guards to, like, be, like, watching them because... yes. They just have inmates who have been brainwashed doing that. It's really interesting. You're so spot on with Squid Game. I had kind of thought there's some Black Mirror-ish things going on here. Mm. Kind of Mm -hmm. like with that, like the psychological factor of it that they're like, it's like this own society inside this prison, which I never would really think that Star Wars would have something like that. Um, I loved it and I loved watching it and I also just had a lot of respect for it of how different it was from any other Star Wars thing that's come out recently I mm-hmm. feel like like with Disney something I was thinking about um I feel like the new movies except for Rogue One which I so I think it's it's meaningful that this is tied to Rogue One through Cassian's character because I think Rogue One feels really different than like the Disney star wars trilogy because i think just disney things tend to feel kind of like marvel ish you know and i there's just like that they feel really franchisey which is like it's star wars it's just it is a franchise that's what star Mm -hmm. wars is but i feel like um this show didn't feel like that at all to me it felt um really not disney really not even star wars all the time and I think something I loved about this was that it honestly heightened the stakes for the movies that are already out, kind of like seeing the rebellion on the like the ground level, like because in the movies we kind of see like when we see the bad guys, it's basically like the CEOs of the empire. And this is showing you like the factory workers and like your everyday citizens on the ground. And I've literally never even really thought about that aspect of Star Wars before. And so I really liked seeing that. Yeah, I actually, I w- that was something I kept thinking while I was watching it was like, it was so interesting that like, there wasn't just like one singular, like 
bad guy. Like there wasn't Mm-mm. like a Darth Vader. Like it was like there were like a handful of people who you knew were bad because they were like part of the Empire or like um on the wrong side of history. But like Yeah. <laughs> there also weren't really any like you know for sure that this is a good person. Like even Cassie and it's like he's still mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say like an angel or like someone that you're like no. is like a hero. Um which is like most of the he's just trying to survive and make money. Like that's literally yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not really until he loses everything that he's like, oh, these are bad people. Like, I should yeah. be fighting against them. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fun because we get to see, like, his origin story of turning from, like, not that great to actually uh, great. So, like, that's fun, mm-hmm. too. Totally. I was happy because I was already really biased to like it because of how much I like Rogue One and specifically Cassian as a character. And so I was really happy that it lived up to like really telling interesting stories. I think, I think some people were like doubtful that it would be that intriguing kind Mm -hmm. of, and like, is there more of a story to even tell here? And so I really liked that it did that. And like I was just saying, like, Kind of bringing it more to that ground level of like, what does what did the Empire actually mean for people living day to day on these planets? You know, instead of like just your Jedi and like Luke Skywalker kind of characters, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Another thing that made it not feel Disney at all was like, it's got it just got darker than anything else. Like there were like seeing the aftermath of um, certain characters having been tortured. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is really this is just so dark, like seeing some characters and the effect that the torture had on them and flashbacks of like people being hung in the streets and stuff. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is, this is intense. This is not your average Disney plus star Wars series. Yeah, no, I, when every episode started and it had like the little like um, warning of like, this is for mature audiences and like, there's going to be strong language. I did always kind of laugh at the strong language thing because I don't, I don't really remember, <laughs> I don't remember any swear words. But yeah, that was that was very interesting. And yeah, definitely felt more adult. Yes. I also thought it was interesting to watch this show where like you already know the ending because we've seen Rogue One. So it's mm-hmm. like we know he dies. So like uh I just thought it's it's kind of interesting because it like kind of changes your feelings about um even like I haven't watched Rogue One in like years probably and it even makes me feel more tender towards him and now I need to rewatch that because it's fun to ca- have his backstory because with movies it is so hard to really build characters into people you actually care about it's really hard, I think. And I mean, I did care for him then. And now I feel like I would care even more. Totally. It's fun. There's like a few callbacks to Rogue One that are kind of more subtle. And you're almost like, was that on purpose? Like there's even some parts where you see him like looking out at a sunrise or a sunset. And Mm -hmm. like the final scene in Rogue One when like they're all dying is like, it's like a sunset because their Mm -hmm. planet's exploding. And so it's like, oh my gosh, like you can't help but think of that. 
And that's pretty amazing too. Like that's very artful to call back to this moment in a whole separate movie. And, but it's, it's his, like his character trajectory. It's like, you know that he's going to survive all these situations because he has to get to the scenes, like the se- the parts of Rogue One, which is like mm-hmm. reassuring. Cause there were some parts where I'm like, I literally, I have no idea how you could ever get out of this situation. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it's also, it's so bittersweet because you know how his character's story ultimately ends. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's almost like Rogue One itself is very dark because like, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry but they all die and (laughs) but it's for the cause and so it's like i felt like rogue one really upped the stakes because you see that people had to die to get like to set up the events of the very first star wars movie and Mm -hmm. in this um like seeing what was going on for your average citizens in star wars with like what the rebellion like why they needed to do it because it wasn't just like the empire's coming in. It's like, Oh, they're just running the government now. It's like, no, they're like really terrible and people are dying and stuff. And so I just thought that was, I don't need to go too long on this and ramble, but I, it almost changed the way I watched star Wars, which I did not expect this, like other, this new TV series to change how I feel about the movies, you know, but it really Mm kind of did. I can't remember, um, in rogue one, do we know, uh that cassian's character had involvement in like creating the death star no that is like that's brand new information so that also like that was also like a really dark and like artistic moment i guess i don't want to say beautiful because it's actually so twisted and sad but like Mm -hmm. just like uh and kind of relatable to like us on earth and just like kind of we are we are tools in like the destruction of things, whether we know we are or not. And mm-hmm. oh man, Ugh. that was profound. Sad. And really <laughs> well, it makes me think of I was like, wow, it's like the the environment. For yeah, example. exactly. Yes, like I drive a car every day. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah, I feel like it just brought up it. It made Star Wars. That's something that is like. It's a fantasy, sci-fi, sometimes silly franchise, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's for kids, really. And this show just kind of, like, reframes the almost the whole thing for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe maybe it's it was for us as kids, but so now they're having to make it for us as adults. I'm mm-hmm. sure that there are kids so who true. are getting interested in it now, but, like, it is kind of, like... A show of our generation. I mean, actually, not really, yeah. but a little bit. Well, it spans. It spans so many generations. Yeah, I do. It's like the movies that came out when we were kids. The prequels were like for sure for kids. Yeah, you know, like they mm-hmm. had so many animated creatures and stuff, which you love, <laughs> which I love now. <laughs> Taylor loves Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's so. It's so true. And something interesting. Like, um, I've talked to so many different people of different tastes who really got into this show too, which was cool. Like my sister, for example, like she definitely airs on the side of like happier shows and happier TV, um, and can't handle a lot of graphic stuff, especially violence. And she was like 
diehard invested in Andor, which I thought was really cool and interesting. Yeah, that is cool. I feel like Disney Plus has been doing a pretty good job at that. At like making these yeah. like they're still family friendly ish, but like like mm-hmm. there's stuff that I could watch with my with my family, like my parents. And um still has great storylines and something for everyone. Totally. Yeah, they're totally doing a good agree. job of that. Um oh and it's important to note that Nicholas Bertel did the music, which is so cool. That is very important. And I actually forgot about that until you just mentioned it. And I'm sad now that I wasn't paying attention. But I do, rem- like, I remember it was good. Wow, There's one particular him. part where they go to, like, this kind of, like, almost beach resort planet. And there's, mm-hmm. like, kind of this, like, cool, like, kind of pop, like, lo-fi almost sounding song starts Yes. Playing. You know, and it's like that was where oh, I noticed the music good. the most. Mm-hmm. And I so that's why I'm sad I didn't recognize it at that moment, because I remember being like, what is this? It's so different. It's so good. Well, I do think the music I mean, that's one of the only parts when I was really actively thinking about the music, to be fair, mm-hmm. like it definitely builds tension because I felt like there definitely. were a lot of parts where I was like, OK, what in the world's going to happen? I'm I'm scared. Um, But it kind of it took a backseat, you know. Until yeah. that one part where I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful. I need to add this to my like instrumental lo-fi <laughs> focusing playlist. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Thank you, Nicholas Patel. Seriously. For everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would give this, I feel like I need to give it a letter grade so I can more clearly showcase my feelings on it. I would say I would give it a high B plus, almost A. Okay. I mean, that's good. I would not call you a Debbie Downer at all. Okay, good. I think you made fair points. And I think some of it does come down to like preference. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that's a value judgment necessarily. Thank you. So that's still a very good grade. Would you give it an A plus? Um, I would definitely give it an A. A plus feels like what in the world deserves an A plus, like a perfect score. Yeah, Um, I don't know succession it's but probably, i don't know if you can compare the two <laughs> well yeah that i was kind of thinking that too <laughs> i um i would say it's definitely in my top definitely in my top five new shows i've watched this year okay um so it's definitely a very high i'd say day. i'm at like an 89 percent. you're at like a 95 i think i'm at like a ni- i would give it like 97 97 mm-hmm. okay great i like that and I'm very excited for the next season, too. Yeah. It it left us in a place where we definitely know there's a season two and a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's your crush of the week? Well, it's obviously going to be Diego Luna, Cassian himself. He looks so young. He does it's, not look like a 47-year-old. It's insane. And I would say that, like, um, I was wondering if since Rogue One came out in, like, 2016 that he would maybe like it would he would look older mm-hmm. naturally but he didn't sometimes no. he looked younger and yeah. i haven't heard if they did any needed to do any digital de-aging at all like he looked so amazing um yeah it's just like my life has been leading to this moment because he was one of my biggest celebrity crushes in high school and just be patient <laughs> Little Jordan, someday you'll get a whole TV series, a Star Wars TV series. 
all about him. And yeah, I mean, he didn't, he, it wasn't just that how hot he is. It was also like, he's really, really good in this series. And yeah, he's great. Um, everyone was good in it. Like literally every single cast member I loved and was very intrigued by them no matter what they were doing. And he also was part of that. He was amazing. Yeah, he was great. Um, honestly, my crush, I think this is kind of weird one, but I'm going to go for it. Um, was the character named Tim with two M's? Um, he, I won't spoil who he is, but he's not in it a lot. But I was like, this guy is so hot. (laughs) So if you were Bix, this would have a whole different, this would have played out very differently. Yeah, it would have. Um, which, and I also thought it was really interesting. He is in a Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens as a different character. Interesting. Well, I saw that he's in something else, too. He's in Mare of Easttown. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, who? And I, and I don't, I can't picture him very clearly, but he was like the creepy pastor, I think. Yeah, I think so. And his IMDb is not doing him justice. Like I'm looking at it. I'm like, I had the hots for him, but there's no pictures of him in. I remember him being cute. I remember him being cute. I didn't like it, his character, but he was cute. Yeah, I was, I was taken. Just one of the many hot people. I thought Desi from Girls looked really good. Yes, too. he did. He did look really good. Actually, everyone on that little crew of people on a Yeah, how do people who are like living cute. out, who are like eternally camping look so hot? I don't know. It makes no sense. All right. Eternally well. camping. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie, though? <laughs> um, There we have it. Andor disney plus next week we are planning on talking about the netflix series 1899 so if you want to follow along watch that with us this week and we'll catch you next week thanks for listening bye bye